Welcome to League City Live. I'm your host, Erin Webb, with the League City Regional Chamber of Commerce. And joining me today is the very lovely Doreen Hughes. She is a local entrepreneur. She's owned many businesses in her lifetime, and she's also recently a certified John Maxwell coach, Miss Doreen Hughes. Hello. Welcome. Well, what have you been doing anything fun over the weekend, or what's going on? Well, when you live in Galveston, there's always something fun going on. Did um, you did you go to the boat races this weekend? What were they called? Uh, they were in Clear Lake. That's Clear Lake. I don't leave the island on oh, the weekend. Excuse me. This is League City Live. That's, so you love League City, right? Of course I do. <laughs> well, Doreen, you have quite a story to tell. And I've known you for many, many years. Um, we sat on a board together, got to know one another, and quickly became friends. I think it's because of our dazzling personalities. Um, so... I just, I kind of, you, you have, like I said, such an interesting story to tell. You're such a dynamic, strong, independent, fierce woman that I, I want people to kind of get to know you for a minute. So you got your start at Dell Computers, right? What did you do for Dell? Well, I, I wore many hats at Dell, but first, I just want to say thank you, Erin. This is just so much fun. Um, I really appreciate you pouring into me this way. You're welcome. But um, at Dell, I wore many, many hats. So the year is 1992, and I joined this little company that um, I came to Texas and worked for Grumman Aerospace, right, on Dixie Farm Road. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, challenge, the, um, the Challenger blew up, and so now I have to find a job. And um, I went, I had a choice of going back to New York or staying in Texas. So I told my family, I'm, I'm staying in Texas, I'm going to work for this company called Dell. Yeah. And of course, Dell was just a little dot, so nobody knew about Dell, and my, my family says, let's see if we understand you're going to leave a well-established company like Grumman <laughs> Aerospace and go to work for a rinky-dink little company if called... only they could see the future. <laughs> so off I went to um, Austin, and that was 1992. Wow. Um, and how long were you with Dell? 15 years. 15 years. So what did you do for Dell throughout those years? So I did, um, I went in, I have a technical background. I don't like to tell people that because my friends always want me to do something for Bro, them. Oh, yeah. I know your pain. So I spent five years in technical support and then I moved into um, sales and I wore many, many hats in the sales organization. And then in 2007, as a senior sales executive, um, I traveled quite a bit with Dell, um, almost on a weekly basis. <clears throat> and my, I traveled to Florida and Georgia, and it was exciting, but it really hard on the body and you know everything. I think my divorce started then. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but um, it was it was joyful and great money and um, fantastic team members. But then I took a sabbatical in 2007 and for 90 days and never went back. And I told them, um, I'll call them when I decide what, you know, what I would want to really do when I grew up. Then I started mainland testing. I know. So how do you go from working for a company like Dell to deciding you're going to open this company? And it was a, it was, that's when I met you when you had mainland right. testing. Mm -hmm. And that's a big company. I mean, you were doing great things in Texas City. So how did you make that transition? Well, I like to tell people I went from selling computers to pee pee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like it. 
So, it, and, and I feel that, well, I saw a need in Texas City. Um, during the sabbatical, I had lunch with a friend, and she was in the occupational wellness business, and she made the comment. She said, you know, no one is doing it all in one place. Right now, we have to go here and to several um, different clinics to get all of the things done. And, and that was kind of um, a moment for me. Because I knew I wanted to open a company, it's just what type of company. Mm-hmm. And so I saw an opportunity to change the paradigm in Texas City where all of the petrochemical plants are. Right, right. So we went about researching and so forth. And what I found is that there was a unique opportunity to do all of the testing in one place, like a one-stop shop. Okay, okay. It, w- it was working for such an innovator like Dell... Um, but did that in any way inspire you to want to become an entrepreneur? And how, at what point did you know that's what you wanted? Well, it was something I knew I wanted to do something. I'm not really cut out to be corporate anything. Right. I'm, I'm just kind of, um, you know, a lone ranger that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, after drinking so much margaritas and Bloody Marys <laughs> for 90 days on the seawall, I decided that um, this was something I wanted to do. And the more I researched, the more... And so um, when the opportunity presented itself, I knew that this was a place for me. And I wanted to, I had the technical background. So I, I started the company with um, driving technology, driving the business. So okay. everything uh, at the clinic was somewhat um, automated. Okay. And how long did you have mainland testing? Almost 10 years. 10 years. And it was pretty hugely successful company. Yes, we did. Um, Midland Testing was unique in many, many ways. We took 95% of all services off the table, whether it's drug testing, um, physicals, audiograms, anything that the employer in industry wanted us to do, we were able to do it. So we took 95% of the business um, services off the table in a single visit. And that was really huge for employers because we um, were able to decrease the onboarding the, from going from an applicant to on payroll almost by 35%. Oh, wow. Um, and some of that was the processing time and people didn't have to wait on results from 10 different clinics. You know, it was just a single set of. So that was huge for the industry. And um, we use that as an ROI many, many times to say, you know, come with us and here's, you know, what you get. So it, it was really um, fun. It was really fun. I met a lot of um, industry leaders. That's how, I mean, then, and that's, like I said, that's when I met Doreen when she was with Mainland Testing. So 10 years, successful company, what was next for you? Um, well, the thing about, and I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about um entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurial spirit. Oftentimes I think that we start with a vision and not really looking for, you know, way beyond to talk about my exit strategy. And so when I started mainland testing, I began with my exit strategy as part of my business plan because I knew the marketplace would be changing in in those or have changed in those 10 years. So I started with an exit strategy, and my exit strategy was really to exit the company or the industry in 10 years. Okay. 
And so when, when I had buyers who were interested, it was the right thing. So as opposed to just going into a business without an exit strategy. That's smart. And I've heard of a lot of people doing that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So, you, you know, it may sound weird to some people. You go into opening your own business with an exit strategy, but that's, I mean, that you made it successful. It really was. And then you, you sold it. So... Well, I think it's a smart way to do it because nothing lasts forever. Right. The marketplace changes, people change, uh, compliances change, and things like that. But when you put your blood, sweat, and tears into something for 10 years, you want to get something or hopefully get something out of it. And so when a buyer approached me, I knew that the time was right. And so oftentimes I've had people say, why would you want to sell a company um, you know, when it's on the upward trajectory. It's the only time to sell it, exactly, right? Exactly, <laughs> Darren. <laughs> All right, so you did that. What happened? What I know what happened next, but tell the listeners what happened next after mainland testing. So after mainland testing, um, you know, I sat back and I looked at um, what next. And um, I decided to really focus on me and what I'm all about and, and so forth. And so I took... Um, Leadership um, League City, mm-hmm. and that was um, what two years ago. I think you're yeah you're in that second class. Yeah, so Leadership uh, League City was really an eye opener, and I think it was the right time for me in my life because it really opened up um, a complete different pathway of leadership. I got to know League City. I mm-hmm. got to know um, you know many of the wonderful folks here. And so that was really um, the opening for me to really get into where I am today with leadership. Yeah, I, I just finished. The, I was the uh, third graduating class of Leadership League City, and I tell you what, it changes your life. It's, Not only do you meet a fantastic group of about 10 to 15 people from all walks of life and all careers, um, the class, which is, has been taught by Bonnie, Bonnie. Bancula for the last three years, is, is just, it's it's eye-opening it, it's life-changing um anybody that is i mean you don't even have to be a boss technically or um but if you if you see yourself now or in the future being in a leadership role man that's a good class to take it is and and bonnie is absolutely phenomenal in in her her classroom and and the you know what you come I, I felt as if I walked out of there with more than I walked in. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, the friendships are still friends today. Um, the, the, the learning curve, looking at myself and, and being authentic about mm-hmm. who I am, what I am, where I'm going, kind of like my why. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about that why. It's a very interesting. What's your why? We're going to get to that um, in, in, in a minute. But I think for me, for Leadership League City and the John Maxwell course, the the one thing that I, not one thing, but the, the one thing that sticks out in my mind most that I took away from that class was um, when you're dealing with other people, say someone that, I don't know, isn't your favorite person, they annoy you or, or they do something that you're not, you know, you don't not necessarily fond of, um, you have the ability to, to, to change your behavior to, to positively impact that other person. And to me, my go-to was just, uh, if I don't like, you know, a coworker or a colleague or something, I'm just going to ignore him and go about my business. Sure. Nothing's going to change that way. But if I go in and make a change or try to do something positive, 
then you, you, we did that exercise and I actually did it. And it impacted that relationship and changed it. And it just blew me away. That's just one thing, one lesson, one chapter we learned in the John Maxwell course that I appreciated. Well, you know, it's life changing because um, John Maxwell calls it the law of awareness, that we are aware, we're, we're aware of our behavior, of how we see things. And I think that's the start of good things. Because if you are aware of your relationship with someone or your behavior towards someone, you know, girl, I don't like her, <laughs> right? <laughs> that kind of, then it changes how you see, because you can't change that person, but you can change you. Exactly. And have a, a positive impact. I just, that was the most powerful thing that I walked away with in that class. How sweet. And I use it now and it's just to sit there and watch how my behavior Mm -hmm. can change someone else is absolutely mind-blowing yeah and that's leadership right there that that, that's what makes you a leader i love it so okay so you have another business now what what is your business now so i have um after mainland testing i've started open for business consulting Mm -hmm. and so i've taken all of the 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 business acumen learned from Dell and running my own company. So about 25 years of business, I've decided that to start a consulting company. Mm. And that we do uh, coaching, we teach, we coach, we train. And the reason that I went into consulting, because at mainland testing, when you're a small, successful business owner, people naturally gravitate towards you. Of course. They want some of you, you know, your your juju, <laughs> right? Right. And so um, as a business owner, I felt as if, as a small business owner, I felt it's necessary to share some of that juju. Mm-hmm. So I would go to lunch, and then on my way back, I would get calls from my staff who said, so-and-so is waiting for you in the lobby. Or in, in my reaction would be, do I have an appointment with them? <laughs> <laughs> often, I'm a busy lady. <laughs> oftentimes it's stop by for 15 minutes well it's never 15 Mm -mm. minutes you know an hour and 15 minutes later you're still yep you're still talking yep and so I from that lesson or those lessons I realized that there was a tremendous need to have small business resources where someone can go to because oftentimes I say in in the small business world you know that you're in the loneliest place when you can't make payroll (laughs) (laughs) That's so true. When your small business can't make payroll, you're in really a really dark place because A, you can't pick up the phone and call your friend or your colleagues because right away you're telling them your business is failing. Mm -hmm. You can't call your spouse because nine out of 10 times they'll say, I told you not to do it. Yep. I told you so. Yep. So how do you maneuver all of that? So the, that's that was one of my why for starting Open for Business Consulting. Well, thank you, Doreen. And speaking of what is your why, when we come back, we are really going to dive into leadership, personal growth, and how you get there. And Doreen is going to tell you what's your why and how to get it. So, um, and, and later on in the show, Doreen's going to be sharing some information on her upcoming mastermind workshop in August. But when we come back, we're going to tackle that, that lovely word leadership. Uh, we'll be right back on League City Live. <laughs> 
All right, welcome back to League City Live with Aaron Webb. Still with me is Miss Doreen Hughes, local entrepreneur and certified John Maxwell coach. And last segment, we just kind of spent a little time getting to know her, her background, where she came from and where she is today. Um, and now I really want you to get into your field of expertise, which like I, like I said earlier, I've known you for years and I've seen you at Mainland Testing. Then as an entrepreneur, this Doreen right now is my favorite. Oh, she, she is she is fierce and she knows what she wants and she's a leader. And uh, the good thing about it is she is available to help you become your own version of Doreen. And, and let me tell you, if you get the opportunity to do that, take advantage of it. Um, so today you're, you're pretty well known in this community. Um, you have, a, you get a lot of respect from people, people that we sat on boards with people that you sit on boards with today. So our good friend, Brandy Liss, who, if you don't know her, you must. She's amazing. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> she, um, she helped us develop some questions on leadership and uh, to kind of help the, the listeners understand what it is you do and what message you're trying to get across. So um, let's just jump right into these. Um, what are some steps one can take immediately to improve, jumpstart, or enhance personal growth? Well, Brandy, thank you very much for the questions. And and Aaron, just like you like you said, I kind of like this Doreen too. <laughs> <laughs> She's all right. <laughs> She's all right. <laughs> you know, I kind of smack her around sometimes, but she's okay. Um, so I think the first thing, and I mentioned it, it's the law of awareness. And you know, we hear that word, and we take that word for granted. But if you're not aware of your attitude or that your what what you say and what you do in other words what comes out of your mouth and your your actions if they're not aligned if they're not congruent then you realize that you're not really being authentic Mm -hmm. you might be and how many times you know people who say things and then they do something just completely opposite and you go like what well that's because people have a tendency not to realize that what they're saying and what they're doing must come together in mm-hmm. the middle. You know, um, the first thing and the question is, you know, how do you go about making that transition? Mm-hmm. Well, first, first is admitting to yourself that there you, there's a need for change, and oftentimes that's the biggest piece that uh-huh. I need to change. And you you said you share that when you talked about your interaction with someone you don't like mm-hmm. or didn't care for we have that all the time and you realize that you were you could change your behavior but not the person's right so that's the first that's the first piece I think it's the 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 awareness the need to change um the second piece is finding out what is it you want to change mm-hmm. you know if and and set what I call smart goals they need to be you know simple measurable relevant goals timely you can't want to lose a hundred pounds in 60 days it doesn't work that way or 30 days it takes time so it's the same principle to apply to your life small steps small steps. what do you do with those people that don't think they need to change it's not me it's everybody else I mean are those people truly coachable are they so set in their ways that well you know can you coach those people? Can you coach the uncoachable? There are people who are uncoachable. Yeah. And, and it's simple, I would think so. Yeah. It's a simple fact. 
<laughs> just kidding. You know, um, there are people who are, like you said, set in their ways that simply believe, you know, I'm right, the, wor- the rest of the world is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so those people will soon find out that that's not necessarily so. Sure. But you must have teachable moments. And teachable moments, is, it, they're small nuggets. I call them my aha moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you an, an example of an aha moment. In 2017, um, my granddaughter, she says, Gigi, I would like for the new year for you to show up on time when you're picking me up. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I don't want to be waiting outside the school <laughs> for 20 minutes. <laughs> Gigi. You know, and what she was saying is that you show up on time for everything else, but my family. Make me a priority. Make me a priority. And I really took that to, to heart. That's that's pretty, yeah. I yeah. Like and so it's th- those little moments. Um, you know, somebody may not come out and say, directly but indirectly they're telling you they're speaking from the heart and oftentimes you know I, um, the, the, the longest journey is from the head to the heart and sometimes we have to take that journey and so for me my number one focus for 2018 is as simple as showing up to pick up my granddaughter on time how have you been doing I've been doing great the girl got her car off on Friday <laughs> So you're off duty? So I'm off duty. <laughs> but you did good until then. I did good. <laughs> so leadership. You know, it, it's such a it's it's a tricky word because there's good leaders and there's bad leaders. There's great leaders and there's dictators. I mean, so to you, what does leadership really mean? Leadership is one simple word in my in in, in my in my humble opinion, and I think of the great John Maxwell. Influence. Leadership is the ability to influence a person or persons to go and achieve what desirable outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can influence a project or a person or, or a group, you have the ability to steer them in the direction, meaning your desired outcome. And I'll give you an example of that. We have two years old, you know, a two-year-old kid, and we all know about the two-year tantrums. <laughs> right? Yes, we do. But these two-year-olds are so innocent, and you know, they are fierce in their own ways. But they—they're not corrupt. They are just innocent kids. But if you look at their interaction with mom and dad, oftentimes it's different. Mom will say, sit down, little Johnny, and Johnny takes off running in the next direction. <laughs> See that at the store all the time. I saw it yesterday, right? And then Daddy comes along, and he says, sit down, Johnny, and Johnny is just like, boom. Mm-hmm. Johnny ain't moving. Johnny ain't Johnny moving on the spot. <laughs> That's right. That's influence. Yep. So if you take that and you put it into a work-life situation, a person or leaders, true leaders, in my opinion, have the ability to influence others to do the desirable, um, productive outcome. Well, it's interesting that you say, you know, mom's trying to get Johnny to sit down. She can't do it. Then dad comes along and is able to do it. Now, how do you feel about um, women leaders versus men leaders? Do you think that it's easier for a man to step into that leadership role than it is for a woman to? 
Unfortunately, society says the man is, it's, um, we look at male, and, and I believe in all leaderships, let me just say male, mm. and fe- male or female. But I think it's um, a challenging for a woman mm-hmm. to assert herself into a leadership position. And that's where I, I play. Because if I go in and I say, I want you to do this, this, and this today, and I say it in such a way, they go like, she's so aggressive. Yes. Or they might call me the, the aggressive the witch, B word. witch with a mm-hmm. B. But if the male, my male counterpart does the same thing. He's strong. He's assertive. Mm-hmm. I see that all the time, but Doreen, let me tell you, I'm around women leaders daily, and I, you know, there are women and men leaders who take that position, that role, and and kind of use it in a negative way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's a true leader. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. You you get that title, and then you automatically assume that, that you're the leader. You do what I say. I am your boss. This is, to me, that's not a leader. You're not showing me how to behave. And um, I don't think that's a true leader. But that's that's my opinion. I'm not I'm not the John Maxwell certified coach. Call them control freaks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so uh, let, let's spend a little bit of time on that. A leader leads. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the verb. And what a leader does is lead others. Show them the way how to get to that outcome. And oftentimes I say a leader is taking others up the elevator mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, leaders can't um, throw their, their coworkers or their employees in the dirt to get ahead. That's No, you lose respect. Exactly. You lose respect, you lose, lose credibility, you lose integrity. And when um, someone who calls themselves a leader like that continue that behavior, they cease to influence others. Mm-hmm to lead them. You have things like absenteeism. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come in to work nine o'clock because I don't want to be around him. And we all think that that's leading, but leading, it's far from that. You can be the CEO of a major corporation and think that you're the leader. But well, we, we see that happening all the time. Exactly. Yeah, there are different, uh, there are different forms of leader. I call that more of a dictatorship. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Doreen, do you think leaders are born or made? Well, you know, I ponder that question. That's something, and, and when I saw that question this morning, I was like, yay, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, in my opinion, I think leaders are made. I agree. I think leaders are made. However, just like an athlete, and I, I'm going to use Kobe Bryant as the example because I'm a huge basketball fan. Me too. Um, he's so good looking. Yeah, he mm. is. <laughs> I'll agree. <laughs> so, you know, just like an athlete like Kobe Bryant, I think we're all born or a leader is born with some natural talents. Mm-hmm. Sure. Or um, it's just they're just like a football player or an athlete is born as with naturally gifted athletic. They have some of the ingredients they have already. The, exactly. Mm-hmm. So now you have to shake it and bake it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So Kobe Bryant is a shake and bake example I'm going to use. So here is a young man who was drafted in, in the NBA right out of high school. They, they recognize his natural talents in high school. 
He never went to college. Wow. For 20 years, he played with the, you know, the Lakers. He never left them. He was just right there, right? But with all of his natural athletic talents, Kobe Bryant got into, he's known for his fearless um, training, right, and staying on top of his game. So he would get into the gym at 5 in, in the morning, even though he was so gifted, he practiced and practiced and practiced every single day, you know, to become better at, at this gifted ta- talent. You know, in Kobe Bryant's um, whole career, he took something like 30,699 or 696 um, shots. But this guy practiced every day. I think it's the same thing with a leader. Sure. You know, you have those talents, as you said, you're born with that thing, but now you have to shake it and bake it and continue to grow. Good. I love it. We have time for about one more of these. So I think this one's really interesting. Can anyone be a leader? Yes. 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 Okay. But you want, you have to be teachable. Exactly. Exactly. Some people are not, they, I'm the CEO of, of, of Dell. What more do you want from me? We can all learn. We all, we've got to continue to learn. Yep. You have to be teachable and have the desire to be teachable. In other words, just embrace change and embrace it and not say, you know, I know everything. I don't know. Nobody knows everything. No. So I think leaders need to be teachable. And what are, some, what are just a few of the traits that you see in a good leader? Now that you've been through the, the class and you're certified and you've taught some classes yourself, what are some of those traits that stick out to you that make a good, a good leader? Um, well, leaders um, are kind. Yeah. Leaders are kind. Leaders share. They're givers. Um, oftentimes, the leader is the last to be served, but leaders do not criticize, compare, or judge. Okay. And those are, I'm going to focus on those. Um, Leaders don't compare themselves. I wish I was like this person. Or, you know, she's better than I am. What can I do? Leaders go and find a way to achieve their vision of themselves. That's that's good. That's deep. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Doreen. We're going to take a quick break. And, and when we come back, we're going to get to what's your why. How does one find out what their why is? Then we're going to talk about your upcoming mastermind class you're going to be doing at the, the League City Regional Chamber office in August. Thank you. So that's when we come back. Uh, more with Doreen Hughes on League City Live. All right, welcome back to League City Live. I'm still here with Miss Doreen Hughes, local entrepreneur and certified John Maxwell coach. Thank you so much for being here with me today, Doreen. Okay, so what does what does this mean? What's your why? What does that even mean? What What are you all about? What's you know What's your vision? You know What's in your heart? Is it is it everybody has a purpose? Is this kind of like a religious thing where everybody has a plan and a purpose, or is this something totally different? What's your why? You said it. Yeah, you said it. You know, if we just go about, we wake up every morning and you know brush your teeth and just go about life. Mm-hmm. Twenty years later, you're still doing the same thing. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's it's finding that mojo, finding what works for you, what works for your family. What makes you feel good? 
What makes you happy? You know, it could be different things. Why can be different things for people? It could be family. It could be wellness, you know, just getting healthy. It could be financial. It could be career. Whatever you want to accomplish in your life is your why. Um, I was watching um, Family Feud last night. I call it mindless TV. And um, (laughs) they had um, Steph Curry and um, one of the the players from Houston Rockets. I don't remember his name. CJ or C2 somebody. (laughs) But... um, you know, the, the mother, she went up there and she said, I love my family. And you can see it in every part of her fiber, her being. Yeah. That's her why. Yeah. You know, she, that woman as a mom, was grateful and thankful. But yet, I just know in her heart, she was so proud to see her kids there. Do you think there is an age limit on finding your why? And the reason I ask is because I'm 36 years old, just turned 36. So, and I feel like as far as my career, I've been a mom for 16 years, but as far as my career, I feel like just in the last 12 to 15 months, I really, really, really found my why. Do you, do you see it happening when working with people at a certain age, or have you seen it all over the ballpark? It's all over the ballpark. Okay. It's, there's no age limit. So, so what, what, what was your why? My, oh gosh, don't ask me this. I don't know. I think to be honest, it was, I have spent the last 16 years focusing on other people. For instance, my ex-husband and my children, which I wanted to focus on that. That's what I wanted out of my life. But then when, you know, when I did get a divorce, I'm still focused and devoted to my kids, but it's like, I have a purpose now. I have a new purpose. I got, I've got to find who I am. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be one of those women that just jumped out of a marriage and jumped right into a relationship. I wanted to find meaning, find purpose, find my why. That's good. That's deep. So, thank you. <laughs> so I spent the last year and a half re-getting to know me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like me too. And, 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 and so I've seen my career just blossom. And it makes me feel like this is my purpose. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So when I hear someone say something like what you said, what's my why? This is my why. And I, I feel like I found it. And I love it. Well, what, it's growth. That's what you found. You found the, the, the consistency that works for you. You know, it's like bread. And sometimes if we, you have to knead the dough and make sure everything is fine, right? But you have found what works for Aaron, mm-hmm. what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And I think when you do that, the, the pieces, you're so focused on you. And there's nothing wrong with because if you don't focus on you, no one else will. Exactly. You know, it's not selfish. No. It's actually, I think, it's, it's very wise. It's better for you. It's better for your kids. It's better for your Everyone. friends and, your, and the people around you. Yep. Um, it, you know, it's, it's what makes you happy. Um, I called, um, although I'm in the beautiful League City and I love this, I call the water in Galveston my happy place. There are, there are, there are family, there are relatives. Yes. Yes. Our neighbors. So though you find what makes you complete, mm-hmm. what completes you, what makes you happy, what makes you joyful. 
I think when, when you start finding those things, whether it's going for a walk or going to exercise, because you've been doing that now. I have. You know, whether it's, it's that new dress or, you know, Four sizes smaller. Heck yeah. You know, having a spiritual moment, meditating, whatever it is that you continue, but you have to be teachable and you have to practice it. Okay. So you have an upcoming mastermind workshop, which you've done one already, correct? Or you're finishing one. And so when people, if people want to come to this class, is this something that they're going to find out about themselves? Is this something that you're going to explore together? Absolutely. Thank you for bringing. Yes. Tell us all about this. And then that way interested people can, can get to get on board. So Mastermind Workshops is unique in the sense it's about uh, anywhere from 10 to 20, that's the class size, of like-minded individuals, business owners, uh, folks who want to, you know, just find out their why, you know, what, what their purpose is, to get their growth plan in place. And the workshop is for six weeks. It's an hour and a half. It starts at 5.30 and it ends at 7. And oftentimes uh, what I've noticed is that in the workshops, there are so much camaraderie and self, um, just self-growth and awareness that folks just want to hang around and have conversations. <laughs> so we let them do that. You know, it doesn't cost me anything. Um, some, some of them want to talk to me. And so I, I make myself available. But work, um, the mastermind is a John Maxwell mastermind workshop and you really um, the book that we will be studying in this upcoming workshop is the 15 laws of invaluable growth and it takes you from cradle to perfume like the 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 song says it talks about you what is your why are you intentional about your growth it talks about the law of awareness the law of the mirroring which is my favorite chapter chapter three It, it allows you to seek deep inside, you know, what you're all about. And so when you come out of these workshops, you have a heightened awareness of who you are. Not that you didn't before, but you are conscious of it, and you're conscious of your actions, your behavior, your vision. Okay. So if I asked, you you just had your first class wrap-up, correct? That's correct. So if I asked someone that took that class... How have they changed? What did they get out of it? What, what are some of the things I might hear? Well, I actually asked someone that question, and her, her answer just stunned me. And this is a young mom um, who participated in the class. She's a stay-at-home mom. She runs a business from home. And she said, actually, she sent me a note, and she said, I have learned to be um, more gentle hmm. and um, sympathetic to my kids. And, and, and I actually cried about that one because her kids are little people. When I say little people, they're like six and ten. Okay. But if you can take someone who may not have had a sympathetic attitude to the, towards their child or children, and they can go home and practice some of these things to say, you know, I would be more patient. I would have more conversations, whatever it is. With my, How terrific is that? I mean, the whole family is growing. So she had a sense of awareness of her interaction with her kids, and she self, she's self-correct. That's interesting, though, because when people think about these workshops, the John Maxwell courses and the Mastermind courses, oh, well, these are focused on people in the business world. But what you just said 
is is completely contradictory to what people think because here's a stay-at-home mom who applied everything she learned in your class to being a mom. Correct. So it can be it can affect any and all walks of life. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's it's for it's for business folks. It's for someone who just wants to go on that journey with themselves to be true to themselves because you know sometimes we just lie to ourselves <laughs> this is true you know i'm all that you know it's it's you, you have to come down and say you know what is my true essence okay you know what am i all about and when you start living and believing of who you are you see great changes and it can happen to anyone male female uh, business person um, mom at home you know, it's it's all about what makes you feel and do be at your best. I love it. Maybe I'll come sit in one of your classes. Please do. Um, if anybody is interested in joining this mastermind class, it's going to start Thursday, August 16th. It's going to happen every Thursday for six weeks from 530 to 7. It's going to be at the Chamber of Commerce in the Chamber of Commerce boardroom at 319 East Galveston Street right here in League City, Texas, is uh, what's the cost to participate? So we're running a special right now. It's uh, buy one, get the other at half price. So the first ticket bring is a to friend. bring a friend. Um, we will do an accountability partner as assigned to you. So the reason why we have 10 or 20, so you don't want me. Even, as, yeah. You don't want me <laughs> as a partner. Uh, it's two forty two forty five, um, and it's 50% off for the second ticket. Oh, that's so great. So it's buy one, get the other at half price. And how would they sign up for it? Online at Eventbrite, or you can call me at 409-795-7826. Thank you so much, Doreen, for being here. Don't go anywhere because we're getting into chamber events, and you have a lot to do with chamber events. So we are here. We're at the final week of Bay Area Houston Idol. It is this week. It's the finals we have heard from 60 singers right here in, in bay area houston wow. and with the help of our amazing celebrity judges we have finally narrowed it down to 10 singers so wednesday night at seven o'clock at jackie's brick house they are going to each be singing two songs and then one of them will be named the 2018 bay area houston idol they'll receive a thousand dollars cash a big nice trophy they'll get to come on my show league city live with aaron webb and they will get to perform at the 2019 League City Music Festival Public Tent. How exciting. I know. So I'm I'm excited that we've made it to the finals. I'm also sad because it's over. We've been doing this for four weeks now. And um, this show is, is just absolutely incredible. Um, we do have another thing I want to talk about, Doreen, speaking of leadership, um, with the League City Regional Chamber of Commerce, she's taken on the role as chairwoman for the Business Development Committee. What exactly is our mission with the Business Development Committee? Why do we do, why do we have that committee? Well, the committee is all about developing business leaders inside the chamber. Um, meeting new business owners, a great networking event. A great way to really hone your skills, to be able to present, to discuss some of the things, what's working, what's not, to really um, take leadership, because not everyone, as we talked about, is a leader, but it allows you to step in the lane, step up your game, and step in position. Nice. Well, I this committee has improved so much since you became chair. Fire. We're not going to let you go, so I hope you're ready for another year as chairwoman. Just saying. Can we talk about Toastmaster a little bit? No. Yes, please. So for the first time, two things happened this year that I'm so excited about is that the small business um, or the business development um, committee 
just um, completed the business expo successfully. Very successfully. And then coming to the chamber is Toastmaster. Thanks to Doreen's leadership. Toastmaster is where you hone your speaking skills and time. You know, um, oftentimes they say speaking is, is like people are so afraid. Of terrified. Ter- I They're like not that, like us. I like that word, terrified. Mm-hmm, they are. So here, um, the chamber, it, you have to be a chamber member. Yes. It's chamber membership at its finest. And, you know, membership has its value and all of that good stuff. But you have to be a member of the chamber um, in good standing. And then you participate in Toastmasters. So anyone who is looking to um, communicate better, to present better, um, to be a confident presenter, because if you're not, and you're going to go talk to the banker, they've got you. They've got you already. <laughs> so, how do you run a successful business and confidently um, speak? So that's what Toastmaster. It gives you all of the um, the ability to drive that home in a very loving, caring, and nurturing environment. And League City has never had a chapter before, correct? No, this is absolutely the first time. And this, ch- this, this is, is so just- exciting. We we've made a couple announcements of announcements about yeah. it at, at, at a few of our recent events, and people are excited. They are loving it. it it's it's such a good w- thing to have because. Even people like you and I who, you know, people look at us and say, oh, how do y'all do that? How do y'all talk in front of people? Well, it wasn't always easy. Um, I didn't have Toastmasters, but I had a boss named Bonnie Lim who threw me on stage in front of 300 people and said, I need you to emcee this event. Never done it before. Oh, my gosh. Never die. (laughs) (laughs) I made it, and I realized, well, I'm not bad at that. So I practiced and practiced and practiced. So I imagine that's, you know, kind of what Toastmasters is about is just continually practicing and making your skills better and better. So absolutely. Thank you, Doreen, for, for helping to bring that to league city. I'm so excited about that. This is why we're not letting you go. So don't even think about it, sister. And Steve is the, the board and Steve Patterson has been so, so supportive. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and um, and helping to bring future leaders to our community. Doreen Hughes, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the opportunity, Erin. You are so welcome. And guys, we'll see you next week on League City Live.